back. Welcome to Real Lucha Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Lawrence. I'm Miguel. And we're here to bring to you another breakdown of AEW Dark Elevation. This one is episode four. And as always, we're going to start off with our breakdown. So let's get to it. Welcome to the AEW Dark Elevation Breakdown of Episode 4. Tony Schiavone and Paul White are on commentary. First match to begin the day is Adam Page versus Bill Collier. The hangman doesn't know it's not Wednesday, but that don't matter as a buckshot lariat works just as good on Mondays. I'm just goofing. New boot goofing. Second match is Dean Alexander and Carly Bravo versus the Varsity Blondes. Griff and Brian go back to their tag team finisher, the Missile Drop Kick Powerbomb Combo, to win. For match number three, we see Alex Gracia and Britt Baker. This match ends in two moves as a hold is quickly reversed into the lockjaw by DMD. Fourth match is Danny Limelight versus 10. Dark Order's powerhouse takes it with a full Nelson. Fifth match is Jasmine Allure versus Big Swole. A powerbomb into a Texas Cloverleaf makes quick work of Allure. For match number six, we have Barry Morales versus Michael Nakazawa. For the second outing, Naka takes his new assistant to the vice president, assistant regional manager, assistant to the regional manager, gimmick to the ring. As always with Naka, some hilarity ensues and a laptop shot into a 69 slam takes it. Done! Quickly! North South position! 69 me done! Six- Seventh match is Baron Black versus Lance Archer. Blackout by the Murderhawk Monster is more than enough for the win. Eighth match is Tesha Price versus Ryo Mitsunami. Ryo gets a spear off for the victory. For match number nine, number nine, we got Max Caster nine. versus Colt Cabana. Platinum Max gets away with some illegal in-ring activity as he lands a drop toe hold onto the boom box and a mic drop onto Boom Boom for the win. Tenth match is Adam Priest, Ryzen, D3, and Fuego del Sol versus the Hardy Family Office. Full Death by BNB beats the Dark All-Stars. 11th match is Matt Hardy versus Allen Angels. Big Money Matt gets Dark Orders 5 into his new submission, The Leech, for the tap out. He has a hit list and a Dark Order and Darby Allen just made it. You just made the list! And now for the 12th match and main event, we see Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky versus the Seidel Brothers. The High Flying Brothers show as always, why they are a highlight each and every week on both dark shows. But all egos, egos, edge hits Mike for the one, two, three. All right, um, your victors, right? The new tag team, Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky, taking out the Seidel brothers. And uh, yeah, I, I kind of like to call them like the frustration duo or whatever. <laughs> like they're like really not happy at all. Uh, actually, they're a little they're a little happy, I guess sometimes, and when they're talking about each other, but they don't like talking about how <laughs> each other how they uh, are being treated by AEW. How can you treat these awesome wrestlers like that? They're being overlooked. 
and overshadowed and you're giving all your attention to guys like Darby and Jungle Boy who apparently aren't deserving life like all ego Ethan Page and the face of the revolution Scorpio Sky um, but yeah uh, usually I like to uh, dig deep into some of our favorite matches from Elevation uh, but before we do that Let's get into the very few promos that we got here on Elevation. Uh, promo number one was backstage with Dasha and the Seidel brothers. Uh, Mike felt beat up from last week. They are ready to fight. Uh, Scorpio Sky is a phony, and they will see the, they see right through them. So, what Matt Seidel means by that is if you don't remember one of um, Matt Seidel's first outings in AEW, he had like some sort of a friendship with Scorpio Sky. Uh, Scorpio Sky had his back, right? And now um, him and this new random guy are beating up uh, Matt and his brother. Like, well, what's going on there, right? Like, he feels betrayed, and can you blame him? I cannot. So we're going into promo two. This is the bigger one. And I love these. Uh, it's a backstage interview with Paul White interviewing John Silver, right? Dark Order is number four. Very cool. Uh, I'm really loving these interviews that uh, Paul White has. Uh, they kind of remind me of uh, Lucha Underground when uh, one of their commentators, right, uh, Vampiro, would uh, do an interview with some of the Lucha Underground cast, yeah. right? And it, oh, was, yeah, it, was, it was great then, and it's great now. So we have... Um, we're getting to know number four. Uh, he how so he started out as one of the Beaver Boys. It's been a long journey. Started wrestling at 14 years old. Alex Reynolds started around the same time. They made the tag team the Beaver Boys, named after the TV show Tim and Eric. I'm not aware of that. Are you? No. Yeah. So I don't no. understand the reference at all, but I like the name the Beaver Boys. They thought they were signed to AEW, but they were only enhancement talent. Uno and Stu, right? Evil Uno, Stu Grayson, Dark Orders 1 and 2 approached them to join the Dark Order, right? That's kind of a shootski, I believe. <laughs> Brody made a big impact on his career. He took Dark Order to the next level. He was genuine. He cared about them. And, um, you know, he, uh, you know, he very much appreciates what Dark Order, right? The, the OGs, Stu Grayson and Evil Uno and uh, Mr. Brody Lee has done for him. Man, and uh, this guy, John Silver, Dark Order's four, the meat man, Johnny Hungy, goes by a lot of names. Johnny Hungy. <laughs> uh, former BTE champion. I... He has so much charisma, and he's he's very fun, and uh, this promo is uh, shows a, a lot of uh, of that. Um, the last things he says is that uh, he hurt his shoulder in the TNT title match that he had with Darby, so that really sucks. Uh, he's he's gonna be sidelined for a bit because of that, so we're gonna miss uh, John, John being on, uh, you know, in the ring uh, week in and week out, but. I'm sure it won't be so long. Or at least we're hoping, right? And he wants his goal. Paul White asking what his goals are. His goal is he wants a title by the end of the year. 
which is, uh, you know, very, very much what you would think anyone's um, goal is here in AEW, right? Yeah. Right. So uh, another promo that we get, right? The the final promo really is uh, post match, right? Matt Hardy facing Allen Angels, and what a match that was, wasn't it? Matt coming out and saying that match March Madness is over. He's going to take everyone out in the Dark Order, and he put them on his hit list for the HFO to take care of. Matt is coming after the TNT title along with the paycheck that comes with it and Darby just made the list. So uh, his inner, getting some inner Jericho there and you know how much of a Matt Mark I am. So <laughs> um, I'd be really excited to see Matt Hardy take the title from Darby uh, I don't expect that to happen, but it'd be cool if it did. And what a what a cool matchup um, that we can see there, Matt Hardy against Darby Allen. Very cool, very cool. So uh, yeah, I usually like to go from here and talk about when it comes to some of these uh, dark uh, pod episodes that we do. Is I like to uh, kind of like sum up some uh, highlight some of uh, three matches. That especially in ones that weren't so promo heavy like like this one, and uh, talk about them. But I think I'm gonna let my boy Miguel take the reins from here and kind of give us more, his, more of his thoughts on uh, these three matches. So how about you kick us? How about you kick us off with that? Yeah, thanks. So I actually wanted to dive into the match between Alex Gracia and Brit, Dr. Britt Baker. <laughs> All right. So of course, coming out, Britt Baker can't help herself, but. You know, Vonder Mouth, but which we all love, well, which I love to hear. <laughs> and she talks about, uh, you know, again, records, and she's emphasizing how important records are. And of course, she's still going on about her, um, war- her blood and guts. What, what, what match is she? A, a lights out match with, um, with Thunder Rose a few weeks back. Yes. And how, yeah, she, how she alone, you know, put, wrestling on the map you know get, taking all the credits still love it and she's and before the match even t- her cocky self even um demands that alex gracia come like you know take yeah how she you know she's lays on on the mat letting her like give her a free grapple like letting her grapple her yeah yeah so uh, it was really interesting that uh basically Britt baker was kind of like demanding uh that that exhibition style yes. of uh, yeah, that's what it's called exhibition style. You know who used to do that? Uh, Kurt Angle. Yeah. Remember when he yes. was going for oh, like yeah. letting people trying to pin him down to win his like gold medal? Yeah, <laughs> back in the day. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, so she did that, and of course she quickly reverses that into the the lockjaw, and then Alex taps out. That was great. It that was, was a great spot. It was. It was really funny. Not flattering for for uh, the pink dream. No, but, of course not. Uh, DMD. Takes it and uh, very cool, awesome job. Uh, and then the other match that I want to get into actually was believe it or not was very Morales Nakazawa. I think the second week in a row that Nakazawa gets a win. This is not this is not frequent for him. He's on a little bit of a little winning streak. Um, yeah, good thing it was against Morales. You know, if there's anyone you know like who was relatively you know uh, well known in AEW like you know main roster. 
Not because I was surely would have lost. But <laughs> that's messed up. But what's that move called? He, it's, it's like a tombstone that Mike Nakazawa does. What's that called? Uh, are you saying uh, what he used to finish the yes. match? Yes. Okay, so it doesn't have a proper name as of yet, right? Uh, unfortunately, yeah, I call we don't it the have. Tombstone. <laughs> unfortunately, Excalibur is not here to tell us exactly what it is. Uh, um, Tony Schiavone and Paul White uh, haven't clued us in on if it even has a name. But I personally like to call it the 69 Slam. That's right. I believe that this move has been uh, influenced by uh, the promo Kenny gave to Eddie Kingston after the barbed wire explosion match right yeah exploding barbed wire match that they had a revolution with mox and making fun of eddie kingston he had don Callis over him saying 69 me don 69 me <laughs> hilarious uh and i can't get enough of that so 69 slam by nakazawa awesome job uh yeah did you want to go over more of that match uh no not not nothing more in that match but the other match I did want to go over was the main event, um, between Scorpio Sky and Ethan Pedro's the Seidel brothers. So going into this match, of course, Ethan and Scorpio were both saying how yeah they're gonna uh they got a bone to pick with Seidel's. I mean I don't really know see why I mean. Scorpio beat Matt or no beat Mike last week. <laughs> yeah, why? Why did they have a bone to pick with them? They didn't even do anything. And then, uh, <laughs> uh, so then, excellent yeah. point, Miguel. Uh, it, it ends with Ethan and Scorpio winning. Ethan does the ego's edge. But the thing is about that match is Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. They seem to they didn't seem to be trying that too too hard. Mean, which is impressive. So what I mean by that is there was a few instances where they were, I guess, being overly nice to each other. They're like they, one of them was like, say, they kept trying to like, you know, let the other like go. He's like, yeah, come on, go, come on. He's like, no, that's all right. You got it. He's like, no, come on, go in. Like they're wasting time doing that. And apparently it what you know, they didn't waste enough time because the Seidel brothers didn't capitalize on it. <laughs> so apparently they, they were beating them badly to the point, badly enough to the point that they were to waste time, you know, you know, horse around, like, you know, a bit like, you know, fuel each other up, you know, metaphoric, you know, their egos. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes. Their egos. You and feel then, me? And as it turns out, this is a bit premature, but uh, Ethan's ego's edge to um, Matt was uh sorry no to, it was to mike Seidel was actually my uh, spot of the night oh okay um wait the eagle's edge yes that thing is beautiful yeah Can and I the just way say that yes and the way he did to mike it was it had so much air time that's why it was my spot of the night that thing is just so impressive uh a big shout out to all ego and Mike Seidel for making that thing look just beautiful, right? I think, uh, I think just that hang time that his opponents get when he delivers it really sets it apart from you know the original, right? The that Razor's Edge that we got from Razor Ramon, you know, baddest guy. Say say hello to the say hello to the good the bad guy, right? <laughs> say hello to the bad guy. So, um, yeah. Um, 
So, uh, so are we? Are we jump? Does that mean are we jumping to our spots tonight? What yes, we are. Okay. Oh, interesting. What a transition there. Awesome job, man. Awesome job. So we, ha- you have your spot of the night as the Eagles' edge, basically the perfect move. Uh, but I, I think it's very easy for me to to do the same. So I want to do a different one, a different spot of the night on my end. Uh, I already gave my spot of the night last time. Uh, to Michael Nakazawa for the 69 slam, I believe, didn't I? Yes, you did. So I don't want to do that again. <laughs> it was good, but uh, it wasn't. Um, I, I, you know, I gotta show some more love. You know, spread love is the Brooklyn way. So I gotta give mine to my guy, right? The wrestling legend, Matt Hardy, in his new finisher, the Leech. The leech. Right? Yeah, I like that move, actually. Uh, Matt Hardy taking it over uh, Allen Five Angels with his new submission. And, you know, he's got to win some matches with it to, for it to get over as a credible uh, finisher, right? Twist of Fate will always be there. Twist of Hate, right? It's just, it's 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 been here for forever. It's been his finisher. Um, and... Uh, it's kind of cool to have uh, something else that people have to be worried about kayfabe-wise, right? So that's my spot of the night. You want to give your work of the night? Yeah, my work of the night actually was um, after Adam Page's victory over Bill Collier. Uh, Page, like, he just casually walks over to Collier after the match and gives him a beer. Oh, yeah. That's that was kind of fun. That was a little funny. It was like... And his way, and his way of, like, being a good sportsman. Yeah. Showing a good sportsmanship. I like that. Stone Cold like, yeah. Except Stone Cold would have been more trying to be, look more like a badass about you know be all like oh you know like look all arrogant and be just like you know throwing one or like you know a, you know firmly giving one but you know Paige you know and like the way mod- more modern like you know generations are these days like you know they would want to do stuff with like you know more gently not so like you know aggressive <laughs> you know he like you know in a very friendly way he just hands him over gently the beer. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Um, all right, so I guess that's my turn, right? Yes. My turn to give my uh, work of the night, correct? Yes. My work of the night has to be... Yeah, you picked a good one with uh, Hangman, for sure. So I think I'm going to have to give mine to um, Michael Nakazawa. I-, I touched on it last time. I thought that... I just I'm gonna give it to the new character, the new gimmick that Michael Nakazawa has been given, right? Yes. He is now MT Nakazawa, and uh, I I love the fact that and during his entrance, um, they they said that he's the assistant to the VP. That <laughs> that, that gives me some uh, office vibes, yeah. Right, the office yeah. vibes, um, with uh, Dwight Schrute as assistant manager, but he's really assistant to <laughs> the regional <laughs> manager. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I got to give that my, my work of the night. And uh, really quickly, I think we'll go over our matches of the night. If we, or, correct me if I'm wrong. Did we do that already? No, we did not. All right. So, yeah, do you want to give your match of the night? Um, Max Caster versus Cole Cabana. Interesting. Okay. Because, again, Max rolls out, pulls out the win in this match. With some uh, thievery, right? Of course, yeah. <laughs> uh, how how could he not do it with some thievery? 
He chips Cole onto a boombox. <laughs> I love that. I, I love, love how he chips. What was it? Is it Boom Boom or Colt Boom Boom? It's a Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Yes, I love how he trips Colt Boom Boom Cabana onto a boombox. <laughs> oh, wow! I didn't draw the. I didn't draw the connection there. Interesting. Um, yeah, great job, good job, man. I want to give uh, some honorable mentions as as much as I can, right? When we do this, uh, Danny Limelight versus Ten. I think that is um, a basically a, a coming up star in Ten, right? He's not necessarily the ace, a main star on a Dynamite, but we see him and we see him on Dark uh, <laughs> uh, go through so many of uh, these um, other Dark. Uh, all-stars right but Danny Limelight is making a name for himself right in a much more difficult way because he's not part of any faction or stable to give him some like tv time and bte time right yes so i want to give uh show some love there i want to give another honorable mention to the main event because because the Seidel brothers damn it those guys are cool those guys are another dynamite stable right staple like they just are always there and always bringing it whether it be singles or doubles from either one of them right so i i want to show a lot of love to matt and mike seidel you guys keep it up um you're definitely uh some guys to look out for for potentially you know being a, a even a bigger part of the company but i want to give the match of the night to matt hardy and alan five angels Matt Hardy uh, is doing a great job uh, in his leadership role as the <laughs> leader of the Hardy family office, the HFO. And Alan Five Angels is an underrated part of the Dark Order. Uh, I think uh, every other member gets to shine a lot more than he does. He probably takes the most losses out of the crew, but... He is, uh, he, you know, he has a lot of agility, man. He really does. Guy can work uh, five, is even ta is even a, kind of becoming a proper tag team with 10 at points. Yeah. So um, great job to both of them. And God, do I like to see Matt Hardy uh, get another W. Oh, me too. So uh, that about does it for us. Just when I thought that we were going to have uh, like ridiculously short <laughs> uh, outing in this pod, uh, it's it's longer than I thought. Like I always say that it's always longer than I think it's going to be, but it's good, like basically the last time I said it, it is shorter than um, our, our previous one. So, yeah. Uh, give me a two sweet ski and please watch AEW Dark Elevation on Mondays correct yes 7 p.m on youtube anytime after that so uh take it easy lucha, lucha.